Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes long, but it keeps us in God's Word every single day, seven days a week. And that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And it's also important to keep us focused on a relationship with God, and also to help us to have a more spiritual mindset to be able to deal with life every day. Life throws a lot at us every day. Well, we encourage you, share these short studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to turn their focus in life around to God. Help them, maybe help them get to heaven by sharing these studies with them every day. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to come back to our line of thought and study. We're asking the question, is follow your heart a good recommendation of advice for a person who is facing some maybe life-altering decision? If we tell somebody, well, follow your heart, or what does your heart say? Or, you know, again, we've said a synonym would be, well, just follow your feelings, whatever, what, what, whatever feels good to you, whatever feels right to you. Or maybe let your conscience be your guide. See, these are all basically the same kinds of recommendations of advice to somebody who is trying to make a decision, maybe a life-altering decision. It could be job-related. It could be making a decision about uh, his finances or her finances. It could be maybe, uh, you know, a relationship decision. Maybe a, maybe a, a wife is con- contemplating divorcing her husband and going to another man or a man divorcing his wife and going to another woman, you know. The, the situations can go on and on and on. But now, when they're wondering what to do and they confide in a friend or maybe a family member, and that person says, well, just follow your heart. Uh, just follow your conscience. Let your conscience be your guide. Or just do what feels good to you, what feels right to you. Are those good recommendations? Well, we've already noted, no, not necessarily. In fact, probably most of the time, that's not the right recommendation to give somebody in that particular situation. Because as we've emphasized, our heart is only a good guide in making decisions if our heart is conditioned by God's word. Now we've emphasized that our conscience can be And when we're talking about our heart, we're talking about our conscience. We're talking about our feelings. We're talking about our mindset, our emotions, kind of the seat of our our thinking that says, okay, do this or don't do that. It's, It's basically all the same. Our heart, our conscience, our feelings, our mindset. We're talking about basically the same thing. So only... If our heart has been conditioned by the teachings of God's word, is our heart a consistently safe guide in making decisions? We talked about how Ezra, in Ezra chapter 7 and verse 10, 
how Ezra had prepared his heart. Ezra prepared his heart. Now, that's the first step. He prepared his heart. He focused on preparing his heart, on conditioning it properly and effectively in a godly direction. Ezra had prepared his heart. He didn't just let it develop however the wind might blow him and his thinking and so on. He prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. Now, in a specific direction, he wanted to condition his thinking, his conscience, his heart on the values of God's word. So he prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it. He did not want to just learn God's instructions, his teachings. He wanted to obey them. And so he conditioned his heart along that line. So Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and further to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. So Ezra wanted first to have his heart right, but he did not want it to just be an intellectual agreement and understanding, just a simple faith or belief kind of thing. He wanted his faith to be put into action through obedience. So he conditioned his heart to seek to understand God's way for his life by studying God's word. And then he further conditioned his heart to obey God's teachings. And then to go even further than that, to teach God's teachings to other people around him. What a great example for us. An incredible example. Now, what about our heart? Is our heart, when we just say, well, follow your heart, or what does your heart say? Is that a safe guide for us? When we look at Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 19. Now, this is pretty much in the middle of what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus teaching a multitude of people on this particular occasion. It begins in chapter 5, goes through chapter 7. So right here, pretty much in the middle of chapter 6, we're looking at pretty much the middle of that Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus, he gives a number of different instructions here or teachings in rather rapid succession. In verses 19 through 21, he talks about where our heart should be focused or where our lives should be focused. And of course, that would be based upon our mindset or our heart. And so he says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Well, you know, that's where a whole lot of people's hearts are on money and the things money can buy, money, uh, material possessions, cars, houses, clothes, shoes, jewelry, and on and on and on. But Jesus says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. That's not where your main focus should be. That's not where your heart should be focused. Where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, because you see everything in this world that is of this world is temporary. But he goes on in the next verse and he says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Focus on the spiritual side of your life. Where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. Heaven is eternal. We want to be there for eternity. There's no decay to that city. 
there's no wasting away. There's no crumbling of the bricks and so on. And then in verse 21, he concludes, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For a whole lot of people, their main focus in life is the things of this world and the ways of this world. Now, John, the apostle in John chapter 2, verse, uh, 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 16, says, steer away from that mindset. If that's where your heart is, then, then you're, you're focused in the wrong direction. Because he says, ultimately, this world and the things of this world are going to pass away. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Because you see, the ways of this world are contradictory to the ways of and the teachings of God. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Well, see, those are three major avenues of temptation the devil uses to try to draw humankind, humanity, people, into sin and thereby away from God. They're not of God. The ways of the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, those are ways of the world, not ways of God. And then verse 17, John says, and the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever abides forever, lives forever. We keep focusing on longevity of life, eating the right foods, taking the right vitamins and supplements and so on, getting the right amount of exercise, taking care of our health, you know, all and all of that, on and on and on and on and on, eating the right diet. Well, if we want to live forever, we need to walk with God according to his teachings in his ways. Because if we're just focused on life in this world, well, we may extend our lifespan by 10 or 20 years, but we're still going to die physically. But focused on God, living by his teachings, we're going to live forever in heaven. That's for all of eternity. Well, coming back to Matthew's account, we turn further. We look in Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 15, beginning with verse 17, uh, with verse 17. And, and here, Jesus says, do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed, are you ready for this? Now hold on to your seats. If you've never read this particular verse of scripture, Jesus speaking here. So he's telling us the truth of the matter. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Wow. These are the things, Jesus says, which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. It's not what goes into the stomach that defiles a man, Jesus says. It's what comes out of the mouth, because what comes out of the mouth and also what comes out of his life in action, because that all proceeds from the heart. Why do people commit grievous crimes? They're following their heart. They want money, or they hate somebody. They're motivated by different emotions. Their heart has been conditioned to do those things. 
But see, if our heart is conditioned by God's word, then we're going to be living righteous lives, godly lives, walking with God effectively and, if, and, and consistently in our lives. Let your heart be your guide. Follow your conscience. Follow your feelings. Only if your feelings, your conscience, your heart are conditioned by God's word. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to have the right heart. Help us to condition it by your teachings. So help us to be motivated to get into your word consistently and continually and learn it and then obey it and even teach it to others or at the very least be a good example of living the godly lifestyle before others to hopefully influence them to seek to do the same. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.